back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you until 2 o'clock. Brian Walton will do some St. Louis Cardinal baseball. We seemingly do that every couple of weeks for the Redbirds fans in the listening audience. And then a Hawkeye Swarm with Dr. Fuller and Trent coming up as we get out of here at 2. Afternoon sports talk, 4 to 6, Jimmy B and TC. Well, Trent, it seems that there's seldom a day go by that we don't sing the virtues and the praises of the athletic mm-hmm. uh, that is really, I think, sweeping the country as far as the becoming the destination where sports fans go to keep up on all of their sports. Of course, we got a a jolt of good news yesterday when it became uh, public that Scott Dockerman, one of our favorites and a weekly guest throughout the entire year, uh, is going to be applying his trade uh, over at The Athletic as he covers the Hawkeyes. Stuart Mandel, one of the go-to guys, certainly uh, on college football over there and a guy that's covered college football for a long time, he joins us. Uh, Stuart, along with Trent Connor, my name is Ken Miller. Thanks for coming on. Congratulations on the uh, on the athletic and the popularity that it seems to be getting uh, across the entire country. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me, and thank you so much, obviously, for the kind words about the athletic. Uh, Scott Dockerman comes aboard. Uh, certainly moved the needle here. A lot of people... Um, look, they've been reading Doc for a long, long time, and whether it be at the Cedar Rapids Gazette or Atlanta 10, and uh, you guys, uh, I'm not saying threw him a lifeline, but gave him an opportunity. I have a feeling, Stuart, that you're going to get a lot of positive feedback uh, from Scott Dockerman uh, and his hiring over there. Yeah, well, we already are, just from this, this announcement yesterday, and that's, that's exactly what we expected, and that's exactly why we wanted to bring Scott on board. He's an absolute authority on the Hawkeyes. Just to give people a little bit of background, you know, the, the athletic as a whole started actually in Chicago, and we know that there's a whole lot of black and gold on the streets of Chicago on a given Saturday in the fall. But, but that is, you know, the starting point of the company that is still the biggest uh, city site that we have. Now, I joined it last summer, joined the athletic last summer, and we started the first national vertical on the athletic called the All-American, and that's a national college football site. Myself, Bruce Feldman, Nicole Auerbach, Max Olson, people like that. But once the last football season ended, um, the next logical goal was to start adding people dedicated to specific teams, to major programs, places that have rabid fan bases. But most importantly, it has to be the right people. And Scott is everything we look for in a beat writer for a specific team. Obviously, extremely trusted authority, great writer, huge following, and can do the kind of work that um, – you know, people subscribe to our site to and expect when they get their subscription. And you know firsthand that it is a rapid fan base when you leave Kirk Ferentz off one of your lists. You hear very quickly, do you not, Stuart? Uh, yeah, I, I, you're right. I, I, look, I, I know they're a rapid fan base for many other reasons. Sure. Yeah, the other what was that last week or the week before when I did the top 25 coaches and he wasn't on there, um, I definitely heard from Smyrna fans. Well, speaking of that, Stuart, the other side of the state, plenty of Cyclone fans wondering that you announced a whole bunch of Big Ten writers coming into the fold. Big 12, other conferences that we saw our friend David Ubbins going to be with Tennessee. What what else is kind of, what's the plan look like as you get through these summer months leading into football? Yeah, we started with some SEC writers. We announced Big Ten writers, but obviously the goal is to go through the whole country now. That being said, the season's going to be here before we know it. We're starting from zero and, and building up, so it's not realistic that we would get to every 
program and then bring in every single writer that we want to by the start of this season. But the athletic's not going anywhere. It's constantly expanding. Uh, you know, the company as a whole is expanding into whole other cities. So, you know, we will continue to bring on, uh, bring more teams into the fold and certainly a couple of Big 12 teams at least. Uh, I hope we'll have it time for the start of the season. Uh, Stuart Mandel is our guest. Well, speaking of the Big 12, Kyler Murray in the news uh, for being drafted in baseball, ninth overall by the Oakland A's. Lincoln Riley is convinced he's going to play one year as the starting ba- uh, quarterback as he succeeds Baker Mayfield. $4.7 million uh, for the sign. That's his slot should he sign with the A's, and apparently he can and still play football. Do you expect him to be uh, with at uh, Oklahoma this year, Stuart? Is that what you hear? Based on what he himself said yesterday, I do, and it's surprising. I mean, it's going higher, I think, than most people expected, and the salary number is very high. But the, what he said last night, what the team said as well, is that they did that with the understanding and then start his baseball career. Stuart Mandel joining us from the Athletic College yeah. Football Writer. Hey, Stuart, uh, speaking of of guys and their future destinations. I, I saw just yesterday Luke McCaffrey, the younger brother that, yeah. of Christian McCaffrey, is committed to Nebraska. Now, Scott Frost has got a lot going on over there, including a comic book, but but this may be the, the first signal that Nebraska football, it's been down for a while, this is the guy that can lead it back? Well, I expect Scott Frost to put together an enormous recruiting class because there's just so much excitement. There often is so much excitement around a, a first-year coach and able to build that out in his first full class. But what we're seeing right now, the excitement level in Nebraska about him coming home and coming off an undefeated season is about – it's just through the roof. It's about as great a reception as I've seen for him, frankly, going back to like when Harbaugh got to Michigan or Urban Meyer got to Ohio State. So, you know, expect him to sign a very highly rated class this year. And obviously quarterback needed to be a big part of that now – the guy that a lot of people think will end up being their starting quarterback this season is a true freshman early enrollee. So if he is what we think he could be, McCaffrey could end up sitting behind him for a while. But we've also seen plenty of situations around college football where then it immediately beats out that guy. Hmm. You know, you mentioned Jim Harbaugh. How much longer of a honeymoon period do you think he has with that fan base? I mean, he's got to beat Ohio State, uh, as, as we all know. But what about Harbaugh going in with, uh, with Shea Patterson, who's going to be on campus? He's been cleared to play, etc. What kind of year do you expect from Michigan? And does Harbaugh need to have one of those special years, maybe, uh, to keep some of the uh, unrest that seemingly seems to be building, albeit slowly? I think this is a huge year for him. Last season was so disappointing. Um, I think Michigan fans, now that they do have Shea Patterson, I mean, really that was the missing piece, was quarterback. So they have realistic expectations to win double-digit games, contend for the Big Ten Championship, but doing so knowing that they play just an absolutely ridiculous schedule. Obviously, their own division is stacked. They've opened at Notre Dame. They get Wisconsin as a crossover game. I think that, I don't think he's in hot water there the way as much as some people might think. Because Michigan fans have suffered through several pretty awful coaches recently, they, I think they're you know they're not really to throw in the towel just yet. It's more that people nationally are so uh, over him; they have such Harbaugh fatigue at this point that if he does go nine and three next year and lose to Ohio State again, uh, I think people nationally are sick of hearing about him and say, "What's all the hype about?" I don't think that necessarily means Michigan fans want to fire him. Stu, uh, I saw the Pac-12 yesterday announced that 
they're going to make their teams have to win six games to be bowl eligible. Is this a tip of the ball cap for you or ho hum? Who cares about a five and seventeen versus six and six? I mean, if all of the conferences wanted to get together and, mm-hmm. and decide that you know together, I'd be absolutely for that. I think it's uh, embarrassing when five and seven teams get into the bowl games. But for the Pac-12 to go and do that on its own is such a Pac-12 defeatist move. Um, I don't think it's quite as bad as maybe people think. Is oh, they're going to voluntarily pay bowl money? Well, when you get down to that level, those bowls don't bring in that much money to begin with, and you got to spend a lot of money to play in them. So I don't think it's so much that as it is just you're denying a group of players and a coach who other who if they did that in any other conference would get that opportunity, and you're done denying them that opportunity. Uh, that's something only the Pac-12 would do itself, frankly. Stuart Mandel uh, from The Athletic. Uh, last thing, Stuart, uh, we, we mentioned Iowa. We talked about Kirk Ferentz a little bit. National perspective on Iowa State. We saw a breakthrough last year uh, under Coach Campbell. Uh, they win the Liberty Bowl. Uh, it seemingly historically, you could pencil in Vegas to come out with their over-under win total number at three. It's six and a half this year. National perspective on Iowa State, if you will, and we'll let you go. Well, I think they caught a lot of people's attention last year. Oklahoma win was huge. Follow that up with the TCU win. So he kind of put people on notice. But I think any time a program kind of comes out of nowhere like that, you need to do it more than once before people truly take it seriously. Now, I think he will. I think he's building something good there. And I think that they will build on last season and win as many, if not more, games. But we tend to be it's, we tend to be real skeptics of the Iowa States of the world and then give Texas or uh Notre Dame every single pass, right. no matter how much they struggle. So for Iowa State to tr- truly change the perception of that program, you know, it's going to have to keep following up on that and show that it was a one-year wonder. Mm, very honest response. Thank you, Stuart Mandel. Appreciate it. Congratulations on the success of The Athletic. Uh, we read it each and every day. You're talking to a couple of uh, subscribers and glad to be so. Thank you, Stuart. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Stuart Mandel from The Athletic, uh, the one of their – National College Football guys, it's a heck of a uh, heck of a roster they're put together over yes. there. Yes, and Doc at the top for and me. Doc at the top for you. Brian Walton on the St. Louis Cardinals joins us next. Trent and I continue on seventeen hundred KBGG. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in Central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, five to nine p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker seventeen hundred KBGG. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at RushOnBusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rush Niggett. What type of people will create a world without type 1 diabetes? We're the lift each other up type. The more determined than you think type. The type that will walk from life-changing research. And stop at nothing. Until type 1 becomes type none. Join a JDRF walk near you so one day you could say, I helped turn type 1 into type none. Take the first step at walk.jdrf.org. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations. We overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. 
Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. When you're on the water, you want a boat that offers stability, handling, and performance. And that's just what you'll get in a Manitou pontoon boat from Malone Motorsports in Monroe. Manitou's patented V-Tune technology will have you carving the water, giving thrill rides to the skiers and tubers in your crew. It's this type of performance that has helped Manitou pontoon boats dominate the competition at the McCainer Barrel Races four straight years. If a Manitou pontoon boat can do that in competition, just think of all the fun you can have on the water with your family and friends. Head to Malone Motorsports now and let their pros help find the perfect Manitou pontoon boat for you. They can explain all about Manitou's V-Tune technology, their quality guarantee, and why they're the only pontoon manufacturer to earn the honor of being a USA water ski-endorsed water sports boat. Malone Motorsports in Monroe at the junction of Highways 14 and 163. They're worth the drive and open seven days a week to keep you on the water. Online, MaloneMotorsports.net. One of the scariest things that can happen to pet owners is having your pet go missing. That's why the Animal Rescue League of Iowa has partnered with iowapetalert.com to help reunite lost pets with their owners. We post every lost pet that arrives to our doors on this website within 24 hours, and the public can post lost and found pets and sign up for notifications, too. Learn more at iowapetalert.com. guy here what's your favorite holiday christmas halloween fourth of july any guests on mine i'll give you a second if you said flag day you're smarter than the guy in the car next to you every june 14th we get a little crazy at heartlandflags.com we already have the largest selection of all types of flags online but now through flag day when you enter flag day at checkout you'll save 14 percent on all flag purchases and that's on top of free shipping Shop, buy, and save today at heartlandflags.com. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. As uh, we move on here, our final segment, Brian Walton, the CardinalNation.com. Uh, Cardinals, a part of the, of course, like everybody, the draft yesterday, so we'll get the latest on that. But I want to start here and now with Brian. Uh, as um, Michael Walker had an unbelievable outing this past weekend, but the good news is tonight, the heart and soul of that team, Yadier Molina, back in the lineup after missing, oh, 20-something, 26 or so games where they went 500 during his absence, and Brian joins us. Brian, Trent, and Ken in Des Moines, how are you? Doing great. Yeah, you're right. The Cardinals are going to have a huge shot in the arm here Tuesday night 
in not only Yadier Molina coming back, who had six home runs and 17 RBI in his first 30 games, so you know a key part of the offense, uh, but also Carlos Martinez, who's their opening day starter, has an ERA under two. So, you know, like you said, the, the team has played 500 ball basically for the last 20 or 30 games, or 10 and 10 in the last 20. And, you know, the same two teams that are ahead of them right now in the standings that they were last year, the Cubs and the Brewers, though, in a different order. Yeah, I love the fact, I mean, this team's seven games above 500. We're over a third now of the way through the regular season. They're, they're playing good baseball. Uh, Michael Walker started this past weekend, uh, made it through eight uh, with the no-hitter intact. Um, did, I'm sure you were watching it, Brian. I, I mean, Twitter, Twitter is good for a number of things, but that it alerts you as a baseball fan. No hitter alert. You know, immediately get over there and, and see, you know, whether he's able to uh, complete it or not. Uh, Waka pitched very well. Unfortunately, couldn't get the no-no, but uh, what a performance out of Michael Waka. Here's a dirty little secret. I actually had a commitment on Sunday afternoon, and this is honest to God. I walked in, turned on the TV, did not know anything about what was happening, right at the start of the ninth inning when he gave up the hit. So I had this little you know, feeling of guilt that I had somehow you know, caused the no-hitter to be lost by turning on the game. But the other reality is that Waka has really filled in well while Martinez was on, even before. I mean, he has nine starts in a row where he's given up two runs or less and you know, has a 7-1 record, a 241 ERA. However, however, there are some indicators that suggest that Waka's pitching over his head. His strikeout rate is down this year. His walk rate is up. Batting average on balls in place, 242, fairly lucky. His line drives this year are up. His ground balls are down. Hard contact is up. And he's throwing his fastball less, about 10% less than usual. He's throwing more of his changeup and curve and cutter. So, you know, as teams begin to understand that, they may start to adjust to Waka. I don't think Waka's going to end up with a 241 ERA at the end of the season, which is why it's important for Carlos Martinez to step up, not only for Waka, but also Obviously, the huge loss of Alex Reyes that the Cardinals suffered last week. Well, speaking of guys maybe uh, a little bit outside of the range you'd expect, Bud Norris on the back end of that bullpen. I've seen Bud Norris. Who is this guy? <laughs> really? K- it's not per- Bud Norris. It's not Bud Norris that I know. At 33 years old, his K per nine is over 12. He's got, what, 37 strikeouts against just four walks. What have the Cardinals found or unearthed here with Norris? Well, you know, it's interesting thing. If you look at Norris last year for the Angels, he saved 19 games, and he was doing really well, and then he got hurt. Um, so, you know, Norris has embraced this conversion to relief, and, you know, he's really stepped in. Otherwise, you know, the Cardinals' bullpen, you know, is a shambles. All the other guys they brought in have been, you know, have been hurt or terrible or both. And so, you know, between Jordan Hicks, who they're relying on extremely heavily for a guy who mm-hmm. had zero experience even at double A this year, and Bud Norris, you know, they've really, you know, held things together. But, you know, Norris is starting to show a little cracks. He's been used pretty heavily. And they really, really need to find a way to get Greg Holland right. Indeed they do. Brian Walton, the CardinalNation.com is our guest. Well, speaking of guys they need right, they thought Alex Reyes was right when they brought him up. He was just... I mean, Brian, you, you've watched a lot of guys rehab and make it back to the majors. Uh, we saw Rays. It had been a while since we saw him really tease their fans at the big league level what, what this guy might become. He was doing it again in Florida before he got the call-up. He was unhittable, Brian, uh, yet it didn't go well. What's the latest on Alex Reyes? Well, uh, as you know, he was coming back from Tommy John surgery. The Cardinals gave him a few extra months, actually, and so he worked his way up. But as you said... He was so dominating in his minor league rehab games, it sort of got people thinking, okay, the guy's going to you know, throw a no-hitter his first time out. 
and unfortunately he suffered a shoulder injury, and the extent of that's not known. But I'll tell you, you know, as the days march on and we still haven't heard about the second opinion that he went to get, chances are that it's not good news. And any time a pitcher has a shoulder injury, it's cause for concern. In the case of Alex Reyes, who's been a top prospect for so long, he's only thrown four innings since 2016. I mean, this is a, this is a terrible blow, not only for the organization, but for him. Talking right now with Brian Walton as we take a look around the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, one guy that we're still waiting on is Azuna. Are you are you seeing signs of a breakout, or where are you feeling right now? Because I, any way you, you know, slice it up, it's a disappointment. It feels. I'll be honest with you, Trent. I see no. I have no idea how this guy won a Gold Glove last year. Wow. <laughs> I, I just I don't get it. The guy makes bad reads in the outfield. His throws are weak. I just you know I just can't understand it. To be honest with you, if the guy out there doesn't look like a Gold Glove player, and you have to wonder if that's also a part of his offensive problem. Well, he's batting 272, which is okay. But, you know, the power is just not there. Six doubles, five home runs for a guy that you thought would be among the league leaders this year. And an OPS of 697 from, you know, the guy that you're, you know, the guy you brought in to be the core of your lineup is a major, major disappointment. And they've got to find a way to get him right. But I just wonder if maybe it's between those and his ears. Hmm. Uh, speaking of guys that are struggling at the plate, what, what's going on with Dexter Fowler? Um, he's he, what? He's, he's below 200. I think 180 somewhere around there. Um, and we saw the slow start last year, but you know, again, we're a third of the way through the regular season. How much concern is there regarding Dexter Fowler? Oh, there's definitely concern. I mean, he started to show a little life in the last week, although not to the extent of Matt Carpenter. Those two guys, you know, really for the first six weeks or so, did you know were were Boat anchors in the lineup. Carpenter's up to, I think, maybe 215 now. As you said, Fowler's right around 180. But he's starting to play a little better. But again, he's another guy who's been a, you know, decent defender in his career. And, you know, he just hasn't shown it defensively either. And, you know, with young guys like Harrison Bader and, and the Tyler O'Neill coming up, you know, they're going to start stealing. I, I don't think that Ozuna will get knocked out of the lineup regularly. But I think Fowler, if he doesn't start to turn it up, we're going to start to see a little less of him as the season goes on. On the other side, Jose Martinez, nice young piece, says, what is it about the Cardinals where guys like that, where they're not uber prospects, we're not talking about guys in the top ten, but seemingly year after year they'll find another guy, plug in the gap, and they turn into very solid, productive minor leaguers. Just, if you can, Brian, tell us a little bit about the development, why these guys seemingly every time seem ready to go. You know, it's really a strange thing with, with Jose Martinez because it's not like he, it wasn't known that he could hit. He won the Pacific Coast Batting League title when he was with Kansas City and with their AAA club. And yet they gave him away to the Cardinals. They didn't even get a player for him. They just sold him for cash. Oh, and it's, it's like, well, you know, what did he do? Did he, you know, did he say something bad to somebody or something? Because, you know, he looked like a good asset and, and perfectly, a perfect fit with an American League team, which the Royals are as a designated hitter because the downside of Martinez, and we've seen it time and time again, he's not a plus defensive player, and he's cost, and he's cost the Cardinals some uh, some games with his defense at first base. And he's trying, you know, Kendall's working with him, and he's a poor, worse outfielder, so you can't really put him out there. Uh, but you know, Martinez, you know, didn't make a play on you know Weaver's last start that cost a couple of runs, and but his bat is so good they've got to keep him in the lineup. Speaking of bats that are so good, they want Nolan Gorman's bat to be real good once he gets his opportunity to debut. The draft is underway. Day one uh, was yesterday. This was their first pick, number 19 overall. And, Brian, some of the reports that I read on Nolan Gorman, um, 
of have both alluded to this might be the best overall power hitter in this year's draft. Cardinals usually go pitching. They went uh, for a slugging third baseman in Nolan Gorman. Tell us about him. You know, it's an interesting change that the Cardinals made, and they have, as you said, they've been known for developing pitching and are rich in pitching, and the commodity that they do not have anywhere in their system is power. And so, you know, they obviously there's always risk when you take a high school hitter, but, you know, when Gorman fell to them, and he was looked at as a top five, six talent by some, you're certainly in the top dozen. And so when, when Nolan Gorman was available to the Cardinals at 19, they snapped him up. Uh, as you said, best raw power in the draft. Uh, hit 400 in his high school career, comes out of Arizona, so he's a warm, warm climate guy. Uh, my take, and I have a friend who's a, who's a, a Cubs fan, lives in Chicago about a mile away from Wrigley Field, a lawyer, and he contacted me this morning and said, I hate that the Cardinals got Gorman. and I think he was the best here in the draft. And hearing that from my Cubs fan friend hmm. was validation to me that the Cardinals got the right guy. Hmm. And last thing, maybe Dan McLaughlin got the right guy because you and Dan McLaughlin are teaming up. Tell us about that uh, partnership that you guys will do when, as, as far as, and it's really one of your strengths, Brian. Uh, you, you cover the Cardinals minor league system as well as anybody out there. What do you have going with McLaughlin? Well, Danny Mack started a site called ScoopsWithDannyMack.com, and he's done a lot of interviews and is doing a lot of interviews with prominent people across the game, whether they be broadcasters, uh, uh, coaches, front office personnel. He has John Mozeliak every Monday, and I'll tell you what, that is tremendous insight because uh, say what you want about John Mozeliak, but he is very candid, and he you know opens up with Dan about all kinds of things. I listen to that thing versus the first time I can every week. But he also has me involved. And we're having a discussion every Tuesday and every Friday that will appear on his site where we'll go into whatever topics are of interest about the Cardinals minor league system. And, you know, Dan loves the minors. They don't get to cover it as much on Fox Midwestern game broadcasts as they would like. I actually used to do a minor league column for Fox Midwest years ago, but that, that cut due to money. But so Dan is, uh, you know, doing everything he can to get the, get the word out of the minor leagues. And I was a uh, very, Happy that he came to me and asked me if I wanted to do it. Brian's site is thecardinalnation.com. Thank you, Brian. We'll talk to you down the road. Appreciate your contribution as always. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good to talk to you. Brian Walton, cardinalnation.com as we go inside the Cardinals. What a division, Trent. What a race. Four teams, four of the five teams above 500. Pittsburgh begins play today 30 and 29. At the top of the division, I guess, I mean, the Brewers and the Cubs are tied in the loss column, but the the Brewers played four more games. Fun division. It is. Give me a hell of a race. Pirates or a cross-off? I think so, too. I'm with you. I agree. But give me a three-headed race uh-huh. as we flip the calendar to September. And three teams, well, two for sure that matter in this market. And the Brewers do a little I think, bit. I agree with you. A I don't bit. disagree with that. we got plenty of Wisconsinites mm-hmm. here. And mm-hmm. Is that what they are, Wisconsinites? You're, t- you're asking the Canadians in the room? Sc- well, I mean, that's close to Canada. Actually, it is, yeah. Sconers? Sconies? 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 I don't know. Badgers. Buckies. Buckies. Bucky Badgers. Uh, a lot of Brewers fans. going to be a heck of a race, no mm-hmm. doubt about that. All right, uh, speaking of Wisconsin, um, before we get to the Hawkeye Swarm, mm-hmm. talked a little bit about this with Stuart Mandel. Um, Northwestern in Wisconsin, Wrigley Field 2020. It's official in November. Right, right. would have been nice if uh, 
Iowa was in that November schedule. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, how cool would that be? That would be really... Re- yeah, I mean, I've got to think, right? I mean, Hawkeye fans would eat that up. Oh, absolutely. That frankly, feel for crying yes. out loud. Yeah, think of the crossover, and instead of having to go to that dump in Evanston, <laughs> go to Wrigley Field. Yeah, it's not exactly great for football. We've heard that many times before. Now, they're going to try and use both end zones this time, That would right? be good, right? That's a step forward. It's a step forward, yes. Um but still, pretty pretty unique concept. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, maybe someday I will be there. I'm I'm sure that's. I would guess the Northwestern wish list. That's probably one of them that they would have on. There. Did you read any more into it? Is this going to be a yearly thing now with Northwestern? Do you, Chicago's Big Ten team after self-proclaimed. All. Well, the billboard says that. It trend, sure so. does. I haven't seen if this is something that okay. is going to be yearly, every couple of years, kind mm-hmm. of what they're what they're thinking there. I like it though. I do too. I like it. I, I'm with you. Football and Wrigley, just like the old days with the Bears. Yeah, with the Bears, Gale Sayers. Uh, well, let's uh, speaking of football, let's hear the Hawkeye Swarm. You and Doc Fuller, uh, you opined on the 2015 season. Yes, 12-0 and regular season. Michigan State and Indianapolis. 0-2 uh, after that. Yeah, the Rose Bowl. But uh, we, we talk about some of the bright moments, and we get into the other at the end. Hawkeye Swarm, we take a look back at 2015. Coming up next here on 1700. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, give it away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515 515- 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. Casey's General Stores throughout Iowa will help raise funds for Special Olympics Iowa during the month of June. In partnership with Coca-Cola, stores will sell $1 pinups with proceeds being donated to Special Olympics Iowa. Special Olympic athletes and law enforcement volunteers will also be featured on the 44-ounce fountain drink cups throughout the month in stores. Nearly 15,000 athletes in Iowa will benefit from this fundraiser. This year, both Special Olympics and Casey's are celebrating their 50th anniversaries. Stop by your local Casey's today and make a donation to make a difference in the life of a Special Olympic athlete. It doesn't get much better than a great day on the golf course. Family-owned River Valley Golf Course is a par 72, 18-hole public golf course along the beautiful Raccoon River Valley. With twilight specials every day after 4 p.m., frequent player programs, a clubhouse available for parties, and much more. River Valley is just minutes west of the Des Moines-Waukee area. Learn more at rivervalleygolf.com. That's rivervalleygolf.com. River Valley, your golf course. Shop Lowe's and save big on updates you can make throughout your home. Refresh your walls with new color with stain-resistant paint that makes cleanup a snap, starting at $26.98. Craving new appliances? Get up to 40% off appliance special values on some of the best brands in the business. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Appliance offer valid through 6-6. Exclusions apply. See store for details, U.S. only. Ever wonder why Miller High Life is called the champagne of beers? Because it's a flavorful, easy-drinking beer with a perfect storm of tiny champagne-like bubbles. And it's been that way since 1903. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. All of us parents have heard about skyrocketing college tuition costs and staggering student loan debt for graduates and naturally wonder, what can you do? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. A 529 college savings plan allows parents or relatives to set aside money for their future college students and possibly save on taxes, too. With an automatic monthly savings plan, this makes for a simple and steady way to add to this account. For information, visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at MRExecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Another edition of the Hawkeye Swarm with Dr. Stephen Fuller yeah, from Fuller Family Dentistry. Two locations in Des Moines, number one, East 29th Street, 2822 East 29th, and in Altoona, 410 8th Street Southwest, who sponsors the Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Doc, how you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Trent? I'm doing well, and we're getting closer and closer to football season. We found out some start times for Iowa football. The Cyhawk game going to be a 4 o'clock kickoff. Oh, what a great time for that one. Plenty of time to tailgate. That's what I'm all about. Yeah, and uh, coming up in early part of June, uh, fans can buy their single-seat uh, tickets, too. So, yes. you know, So those are things to look forward to. We're getting there. We're, We're getting, getting there, and, uh, boy, get the hot dogs ready to go and the brats. So uh, let's fire it up. You do that, I'll have the beer, and we'll be good to go <laughs> and ready for another season of Hawkeye football. Well, today uh, we're not going real far back. We've gone down memory lane. We've talked about some old times. We're not going real far back. Just a couple of years ago, but certainly one of the most surprising seasons in Iowa football history as we take a look back at 2015, the only undefeated run during the modern era of, uh, era of Iowa football, 12-0 and in the regular season, culminating in that tough loss in the Big Ten Championship. But before we get to the end of the season, we have some more fun things to talk about it. And for me, going into that year, 
you know, Doc, it, it, it began with Illinois State, who, very good FCS team. There were a lot of people that were concerned going into that game, myself included. Oh, the Hawkeyes jump out to a 31 nothing lead. Coast 31-14, and, and away we go. And away we go. And didn't they have uh, one or two former Iowa players on that uh, Illinois State team? Yeah, yeah. Uh, One on defense, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember uh, who it was on offense uh, off the top of my head, but I can't can't remember. But, uh, you know, we jumped on them, and, and uh, we held on to win, you know, like you said, 31-17. to And, and uh, then we got a... Go play our sister school again. Uh, second game out of the shoot, and uh, we uh, scored uh, uh, 31 points again. Yeah. So 31 seemed to be the number in the first two weeks. It, it was a good start to the season. Now that Iowa State game, it was tight throughout. A couple of plays late, and Iowa they were in danger of getting blown out of that game. They're down a couple of scores, scores. backed up deep into their own end, and. C.J. Beathard, we saw the magic for the first time. He scrambles out of the end zone, makes a big play, gets him out near midfield. They go down and score, and, and it was game on from there. But without that play, not only are you not talking about an undefeated season, who knows how that season turns out without that? Oh, yeah, and, you know, he laid it on the line uh, in that game, and he basically uh, showed that he had the right to uh, be the starter for the uh, the Hawkeyes. I mean, uh as the quarterback, and and he basically took the team on his back and and, uh, willed that game to win. So from there, next up was uh, the game against Pittsburgh, night game at Kinnick Stadium, and and one of my favorites, just because not just the way that it ended with the kick and the the bomb from Marshall Kane, but what happened beforehand with Brett Greenwood leading the team out after what he sustained, you know, and, and just the battle that he's had coming back. Such an emotional moment there in Kinnick, under the lights. Uh, one of my favorite times in Kinnick Stadium. Yeah, it was under the lights, and, uh, you know, everybody thought that uh, here we go. And uh, it turned out to be a, a, a lot closer game, which I figured it was going to be. And uh, with the last field goal, uh, we uh, won it 27-24. to tw- uh, And, you know, everybody looked at that, that, oh, we got off the hook. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Pittsburgh was a good team. Yeah. And if I remember right, they uh, went on to uh, uh, a bowl and and did fairly well the rest of the season. Yeah, Pitt was uh, at least a decent team that year. And they went out, in fact, they started the season 6-1, and with only loss obviously being the 1-2 Iowa. Kind of, wheels came off a little bit towards the end of the season, but that was still a team that went 8-4 and in the regular season. Solid squad overall, and, well, the biggest thing that really, I think, helped Iowa out a whole lot is what they were able to do with uh, the upset victory that they had a little bit later on in the season. They beat Louisville up pretty good. So when it got to decision time, it felt like it was a little bit bigger, more important for what we saw uh, for Iowa going forward. With that, we uh, continue on, and we go North Texas. All right, they throttled them. Yeah, North Texas was was terrible. Well, that was uh, terrible, and it, I think that was uh, Dan McCartney's yeah. uh, green machine and his last hurrah of the season. You know, uh, that was his final season, I believe, with the yep. uh, green machine. And you know, it it wasn't a real good homecoming for uh, Dan, but that's okay. Yes. <laughs> so I I love this one. So next up, we get ready for the Big Ten, and you're heading up to Wisconsin. Taking on the Badgers. Always a tough place to play. Always a tough place to play. But how about this? Here's a little stat for you. Dating back to 2003 up until that moment in 2015, 
Wisconsin was 71-9 and in their 80 games at Camp Randall Stadium. The Hawkeyes, though, were 4-1 and during that time period in Camp Randall. It's a place they can find ways to win. I remember being there in 3 making the play late down on the goal line to win that one. That was the game where uh, Robert Gallery reportedly threw a trash can uh, in the locker room at halftime. They weren't playing well. They came back. This one, not a thing of beauty. C.J. Beathard under 100 yards passing. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Joel Stave gets his foot stepped on, fumble, and here we go. Iowa gets the ball and gets the victory 10-6. Yeah, that was sweet because uh, they were moving the ball there uh, until that fumble. And, uh, you, know, you know, like you said, it's uh, better to be lucky than good. And that was uh, really an ugly game. But, uh, you know, we still came out on top, and we uh, ended up uh, winning that one 10-6, like you said. And then we were off to uh, Illinois. Illinois victory there at home and a, kind of a ho-hum game. It, being in Kinnick that day, it was homecoming. Just They're undefeated. They had that emotional win over Wisconsin. Didn't seem like they had a whole lot in the tank, but Kanzari was ridiculously good in that game. Unfortunately, lost for injury after that one. That leads to the Northwestern game. We talked about that a week prior, Doc. The Northwestern game that, oh, going into it. How's, is this team going to have 22 guys that are going to be able to play offense and defense? And they came out and played unbelievably well. Oh, everything went our way at, uh, up at Northwestern that day. And uh, what a beautiful victory uh, up there at uh, uh, Northwestern Stadium Wildcats. And, and uh, it just uh, it couldn't have gotten any better. Uh, that was Akram Wadley's coming out party. Mm-hmm. It was a big one for Wadley after he had the fumble issues earlier in his career. He came out. Played well, and Iowa found a way to get the victory there. After that, they get Maryland at home. Maryland came in, uh, you know, didn't play overly well, I didn't think, in that game. But the beat continues on. Another victory. More importantly, my memory from that game, Desmond King having the interception, running it all the way back. A great play by the All-American. Oh, and I think that set the tone. I, If I remember right, defense came close to scoring more points than the offense. Yeah. I mean, uh uh, because that quarterback for Maryland uh, was supposed to be so highly touted. And, right. and uh, uh, I can't remember if – did Desmond get two interceptions in that game? or Was, was it, it an interception, a punt return now? I'm trying to remember yeah. back in that one. Here, I, here I, got, I got the box score in front of me. It was – he had the interception late that put it away, made it 31-7 to after that one. Let's see if I can find some individual numbers, what else he had in the game. That third was 12 of 23, 183 yards passing. Offense, like you said, didn't do a whole lot, but special teams big, uh, had a big return, had the interception return. That's where we had it with Desmond King in the big day. And uh, a great victory for Iowa going forward and kind of leading to some of the other things that we're looking at and talking about here. So after this, they go on the road to Indiana. I had this one circled. This is where they lose. This is where the winning streak ends. I was going to lose this one, and for a while it felt like maybe I was onto something. Well, and that was a great game over there at Bloomington and uh, at Memorial Stadium. Uh, I was there with my family, and we that it, it, if you've never been to Memorial Stadium, you're really missing out. It, and the changes that have gone on since uh, you know the early '80s and '90s, uh, they've really improved uh, their facilities over there at Indiana. And uh, 
that game was up in the air right up until the very end. And if I remember right, uh, their quarterback, uh, I think they came at us with their second string quarterback and which I think, you know, he was more of a runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that gave our defense, uh, kind of some fits because, uh, we didn't know whether he was really going to run it or sometimes get that pass out there. It was a big day for Jordan Howard now in the NFL with the Bears. He had a couple of long rushing touchdowns, ran for 176 yards in that one as uh, Iowa survived. And, well, the memory more than anything of that game, the helicopter into the end zone by C.J. Beathard. Banged up in a big way going into that one, sacrificing his body, though, for the team and, and really embodying what that season was all about. Oh, yeah, and that was, you know, there again. He uh, decided to... Uh put the team on his back in that game, and, and uh, he did what he had to do in order to win that game. And, you know, he got another star uh, for, you know, putting it out there. So after that, it uh, goes to Iowa City again. Minnesota comes in, a night game, great environment. One of my favorite new traditions, people talk about the wave, which is outstanding, no doubt. But for night games uh, going into the fourth quarter, raising your uh, cell phone up, waving the flash, and playing a little Notorious B.I.G., my favorite rapper from back in the day. So that's one of my favorite new traditions that are out there, and and it was born that night. But Minnesota played really well in that game. Iowa, I don't want to say lucky to to survive, but that game was a lot closer, I think, than many anticipated. Well, that's it it exactly. Minnesota, I mean, my gosh, they can come in and be uh, winless and still give the Hawkeyes fits for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, I can remember being up there a few times and... and, uh, we thought that we had the game in in the bag, so to speak, mm-hmm. and and uh, they ended up coming back and and uh, well, the one time I'm thinking of, they did two onside kicks and got them both. Yeah. Yes. So you know, Minnesota, they always like to bring the uh, tricks out of the bag uh, against the Hawkeyes, and and y- you just never know what to expect against the Golden Gophers. Who hates Iowa? We hate Iowa. The famous chant for the dorks up north. Yeah. I got a lot of family that went to the U. Yeah, they're... well, now they got a paddle on their hip. With that, Doc, we go to the finale at home. The home finale as Iowa wraps up the Big Ten West West Division crown with a win against Purdue. More than anything, not the game; it was the weather going into that one. It goes from the Minnesota game where had the wrestling meet earlier in the day outside at Kinnick, great environment with Oklahoma State in town, beautiful weather. The next week we get Purdue snowstorm. I didn't even make it over. I'm I'm still kicking myself about it. Didn't make it over. That's where you got to suck it up, buddy. I know. I, mean, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Come uh, rain, snow. And there was I can't a lot say of that about the postal service anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was there, and uh, what a game it was. I mean, uh, we ended up winning what forty to twenty, mm-hmm. and uh, that was kind of an icing on the cake, but. Uh, you know, it just still felt like, okay, when's the shoe going to drop, right. I mean, for the season? And are we going to truly get to that uh, golden ring of 12-0? and Because we still had Nebraska yep. at, you know, at uh, Lincoln. So uh, we, didn't, uh, we didn't play around with the Boilermakers uh, in that game. And, and, uh, but it was a nice, you know, going away for the seniors that, uh, in Kinnick. So after that, you mentioned it, it was Nebraska to finish it up. And thank goodness for Tommy Armstrong, Jr. Four interceptions to the Hawks that day. 
Iowa didn't play their best. Beathard, again, for the second time in the season, didn't even have 100 yards passing, but they found a way to get it done, and Armstrong, he was throwing up those those arm punts to the Hawks all day long. He was uh, Ronnie Harmon for the uh, <laughs> the Nebraska Cornhuskers, and uh, I think we still uh, send him uh, Christmas cards yeah. and birthday cards uh, because, uh, you know, he uh, he just forced the issue, I mean, for lack of a better term. And uh, I remember watching that game. I uh, decided to take my family out to uh, New York and ex- do the New York experience over the Thanksgiving, and we watched it uh, out in New Jersey. I had to ask uh, the Applebee's manager if uh, we could watch anything but what they had on TV. So <laughs> I don't think that... Uh, they they like that so much, but uh, you know what do you care? Yes, yes. <laughs> There's got to be some Hawkeye fans out there somewhere. Right, you're no doubt. So it caps off the 12 and 0 undefeated regular season. A Big Ten championship game awaits with Michigan State. That one, one of the most fun times I've had at a game. Just the build up, the lead up to it. The Hawkeye fans in the building that day. It was a great environment. The big play to begin the fourth quarter by. Tayshawn, uh, Tavon Smith and what he was able to do. It just had everything except ultimately what you want, the victory. Yeah, and late in that game, um, you could just feel that, you know, we the Hawks had to make a stop. They had to make a stop. Mm-hmm. And I knew that uh, Michigan State was not going to give us back the ball. They were not going to punt anymore, that they were going to, you know, it was – Definitely four downs every time, and I believe, if I remember right, that final drive that they had, they went for it at least twice, yeah, and um, I'm not sure if they did uh, uh, on the goal line. I think they yeah. even uh, did one, so that might have been three times, uh, and I'm not so sure that uh, we didn't stop them a couple of times, but yes. uh, the Zebras didn't see it that way, and uh, we got beat. It was a tough one, followed by, of course, the Rose Bowl. We don't want to talk about that, do we? Uh, no. What What I do want to say, I really do believe that that loss took a lot out of that team. I think, though, the Rose Bowl for you, for me, it, it has something special. It was great. The kids were happy to be there. You had your, you were talking about playing for a national championship. You had your eyes set on playing Alabama in Jerry's world. It's a nice consolation prize, but that's just what it was. You couple that, nobody could get their feet, and Christian McCaffrey. Iowa, I believe, would have given Alabama a much better game than Michigan State proved to in that semifinal. Alas, that's just an opinion. Nobody will ever know. Yeah, it goes down that what-if mm-hmm. category, and and uh, and I agree. I mean, it just we just didn't come out and play at the at the Rose Bowl for whatever reason, and. Uh, you know, Stanford, you know, they've played there at least once, if not twice that year. And they they knew uh, the type of, you know, cleats that they needed. And, and uh, it seemed like we were on ice skates and, and uh, they were digging down. And, and uh, uh, for lack of a better term, they, they made us look stupid. They did. They did. And I'm sorry to say that, Hawkeye fans. Still one of the all-time greats, a great season there. Doc, uh, that is the 2015 look back here on the Hawkeye Swarm, presented by Fuller Family Dentistry. And one other thing with our con- conjunction here with, with Hawkeye Swarm, getting ready for later this year, the Iowa Mission of Mercy. Tell us a little bit more about that and the upcoming event coming up in Sioux City, I believe in October, right? 
it's yes, it's October. I can't remember the exact dates. Uh, it's up in Sioux City. It's basically you show up uh, and you know you basically tell the you know the treatment uh, that you would like to have done, and it's done free of charge, all the way from extractions to uh, fillings to having your teeth cleaned, and it's a it's a great event. Uh, it's the eleventh year of uh, the Mission of Mercy. And it's held around the state, trying to move it around so uh, Iowans, you know, anywhere can go to it. You don't have to basically live in the uh, northeast Iowa or northwest Iowa to do it. Uh, last year it was in Cedar Rapids, and, and uh, it just continues to build. They've done over uh, uh, almost a million dollars worth of dentistry almost every year. Wow, it's it's incredible. Over $8.5 million of free dental care that's been given to Iowans that that don't have dental coverage, a great thing. And you can find out more information on it, iowadental.org. You can donate there if you'd like to give back, and we certainly hope that you're able to do that to help these dentists and what they've done to give back to the people of Iowa. Doc Hawkeye Swarm, another one in the books. We'll do it again next week. All right. You have a good week. So there you go, 2015, what a season it was. Uh, Trent, no basketball tonight, no Mm -hmm. NHL tonight, Mm -hmm. no high school baseball for you tonight. Feed up watching baseball. Who's it going to be? You'll be homing for game two of the White Sox Twins double dip? Yes, I'll, I'll have that on here in the studio during Jimmy B and TC. But, yeah, be watching the Twins. Need a sweep. Yes, they do. Need a sweep. Don't let down after you did yeah. what they did against the Indians. Uh, for me, CW's got the uh, the Phillies and the Cubs. That's where I will be. You Good. mentioned Jimmy B. What do you two have cooking this afternoon? Uh, coming up today, Tom Caker will stop by as we get ready for, obviously, basketball, the primetime league around the corner. Hawkeye perspective from him. Matt Nelson will provide the Cyclone perspective, and we're going to get Adam Kramer, Kegs and Eggs, our Mm -hmm. old college football buddy. It's always a good time to talk college football. Four until six o'clock on your drive home. And we will be back tomorrow at noon. We appreciate you being here. Speaking of being here, the Capman will be here tomorrow, but we've got an abbreviated show. Trent's got high school baseball during the day, weather permitting tomorrow. We'll tell you about that, but the Capman joins us in his regular spot at 1225. Uh, until tomorrow at noon, Trent and I appreciate you listening. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom! At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest. But we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com.
Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun. EasterSealsIA.org. Terrace Hills Golf Course is home to the four-and-a-half-hour guarantee. Are you tired of playing golf courses that don't care about speed of play? Then make a tee time at the beautiful Terrace Hills Golf Course weekdays before 2 p.m. and weekends and holidays before noon, and they guarantee you'll complete your 18-hole round of golf in four-and-a-half hours or less, or your next green fee is free. Terrace Hills Golf Course. Make your tee time now by calling 515-967-2932 for Terrace Hills Golf Course in Altoona. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry PC and Rush Niggett. Hi, I'm Janice Lane, CEO of Children and Families of Iowa. This year, Children and Families of Iowa is celebrating our 130th anniversary. Over the years, our mission has remained the same, to work collectively to restore hope, build futures, 